The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I am a I tweeted something out earlier tonight. We're making some merch. We're not playing around. We're making some merchandise. And I did a poll question, and I'm glad I did, actually. I'm glad that I did. And let me check in on this right now. All right, here we go. So I was making merch, and I was thinking, okay, so what should I make? Right? You know, I used to make, in the past, I've always made T-shirts or long sleeve T-shirts. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to want to. I want to get some premium gear going here, some premium material. Um, so I said on a poll question, "What sports rage gear would you buy, and uh, would you prefer more? Which would you buy?" If I made interesting here, it's pretty clear cut. I said sports rage hockey jerseys, nine point six percent. Sports rage hat, uh, baseball hat, sixteen point seven percent. Sports rage basketball jersey, four percent. It's funny, too, because I was about to make a bunch of basketball jerseys. And uh, the hoodie, 69%. So it looks like uh, we'll be making some Sports Rage hoodies. I guess it is hoodie season. We're going to make the hoodies, the hats, and we are going to make a couple of hockey jerseys. So um, let us know. You don't have to pre-order anything like that, but sort of... You know, we're going to make a bunch of hoodies, and we'll see if you want them, you know, first come, first serve type thing. But we even have people already saying, yeah, yeah, I'll pre-order, whatever. But I don't want to handle it myself. I used to do it. It's a pain in the ass, and I'm, the shipping and handling, I got to go to the post office, and I don't have time for all that stuff. So in the modern era now, though, I'm just going to do, the you know, those companies that basically they give you the they give you the barcode code and the sticker. You slap it on. They come and pick it up. UPS picks it up and whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to do... And, and, and in fact, even the, the T-shirt, the company that I'm doing it with, they even have a thing where they, you know, I saw on their page, it said basically, you know, you set up your deal and also we can just ship things to people and give, you know, we'll give you the profit, we'll keep our fee and et cetera, right? So I'm not even going to handle it. It's going to be professionally run. So, yeah, we're going to go with the hoodies, the baseball hats, and a couple of hockey jerseys. I almost think like we should get a couple of shirts, long sleeve shirts too. Obviously, the more I buy, the cheaper it is. And then, you know, the cheaper it is for everybody to pay as well. But I'm going to definitely, I'm doing the hockey jersey because I've already seen it. And I'm like, it's caught my eye. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I got to do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. Like that, that you know what I mean? Because I'm always thinking about merch. We've had merch in the past, but in the past, I've had people do it for me, Right. I, you know, and I've had like graphic designers at networks and stuff like that. I'm on my own here. So I was sort of like, well, what do I do? Do I do that design? Do I do this? Do I remake that old sports rage t-shirt? Like, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, no, 
So I've sort of, I've, you know, I've, I've decided and I've figured out what I want to do here and I've found a place to do it for me. So basically, the hockey jersey, it's pretty cool. It's a Las Vegas Golden Knights jersey, essentially. I was lost, but it's been found. It's level three. Let's do this thing. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. Jerry Palm's going to step up and in. So listen, man, we're less than 24 hours away from the college football playoff rankings. Looking forward to seeing seeing that. Although the first rankings are never the last rankings, but the stage is starting to be set right now. All right, so Jerry Palm's going to step up and we'll talk college football, man. Michigan and Ohio State are on a collision course. Georgia and Tennessee play this week. This LSU, man, don't look now, man. LSU only have one conference loss, just like uh, Bama does. Um, LSU beats Alabama. Suddenly, LSU is in the conversation, suddenly, of big-time playoff uh, football games and SEC games and all that type of stuff. As crazy as that sounds. There's a lot of football left. There's six undefeated teams left right now called football landscape. Speaking of undefeated, the Browns are still undefeated against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is now 0-4 as a starter against uh, the, the the Cleveland Browns, hard to believe. Joe Burrow got that homecoming game when he went back to the Bayou. He couldn't get it done tonight. The NFL returns on Thursday night with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's starting to become pretty clear that the Eagles are going to get home field advantage in the NFC. Can anybody knock them off? Are we looking at a Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl? I mean, at this point, is it too early to start talking about that? I think it probably is. From Buffalo's standpoint, it is. As crazy, listen, I think Buffalo are a better football team than Philadelphia are, but Philadelphia has an easier path to get there, right? Buffalo's going to have to deal with Kansas City. So you throw out everything in the record, this and that, and whatever happens, we all know what's going to happen. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills are going to play to go to the Super Bowl. That's what's going to happen. And it hasn't ended well for the Buffalo Bills in the past, but that was at Arrowhead. Is it going to be Philadelphia? You know, like I said, man, they don't really play anybody, so they're going to keep on racking up wins. Philadelphia are 13-point favorites over the Houston Texans on Thursday night. The total is 43-and-a-half. The World Series was postponed, and it kind of sucked. It was anticlimactic, but considering that the football game didn't, you know, the football, whatever. I was on Cleveland, so I, I didn't mind the game tonight. I enjoyed it. It was boring as hell to begin with, but it picked up. Um, but with that being stated... Bad news for the Mac. <laughs> the Mac tomorrow is going to get overshadowed by the World Series. So Syndergaard is out. Ranger Suarez is in. McCullough still starts for the Strohs. We break it down and more. Coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
were listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Late Night Anchor Match for Class This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust, and everybody else in between. So um, I was telling people, and I tweeted about this. I have a poll question up. We're going to make some merch, and um, I wanted to get a feel. It's a good thing I asked, actually. I'll ask a couple of more questions. You've got to get customer feedback and listener feedback because it was funny because I was going to make some basketball jerseys, but people basketball jerseys don't really look good on a lot of people. They're, they're tough wear. They're, they're tough wear. So, yeah, we're going to go with the hoodies. And, um, you know, listen, it's it's the fall and the winter time right now. Even on the West Coast, it's hoodie weather. And on, on the East Coast, like, hoodies are the best now. We can work on T-shirts later and stuff when, you know, the weather gets nicer. Baseball jerseys or whatever. So, we'll go with the hoodies, the hockey jerseys, and the, uh, the hats. Get the collection going. Get the hats going. So, we're going to get the baseball hat going. The uh, Sports Rage hockey jersey. And... Um, and the Sports Rage hoodie. And they're, they're going to be different, obviously, too, because the hoodie and the hockey jersey are different. Like, they're going to be the same color theme, kind of, but it'll be um, it'll be different. And basically, to let you in on it, so you can let us know if you want one, we'll let you know the price. Uh, we're, we're working on it now, so we're going to get, you know, I don't know if we'll set up a website or, you know, what uh, links or what, how we're going to figure it out. But like I said, we're setting up the operation. It's the holiday season, right? Just in time. <laughs> Perfect gift. Perfect gift for your loved one. Sports Rage gear. But um, it's not really for money. We're doing it to get some gear. We've always had gear over the years. We haven't had some in the last couple of years. Time to get some new material out there. And I'm stoked. I'm stoked. The uh, The hockey jersey's real cool. It's like... Um, if you like the Vegas Golden Knights, you like the hockey jersey. It's basically a Vegas Golden Knights jersey. You know, like they're, they're sort of like the gray, the gray Vegas Golden Knights with the, you know, the 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 orange and, and the black and everything. It's very Golden Knights. Like I said, it, it's like they basically have like different hockey knockoffs, right? There's like a Blackhawk looking one, a uh, Maple Leaf looking one. You know what I mean? You can get like sort of a generic, all right, Leaf jersey without the... So this is sort of like a vacant. I don't know what it was. I was looking at them. I'm like, man, that's sports rage. That just looks. That's that'll work, right? You know, I like the color scheme and stuff. It'll work. And um, so yeah, we'll get. We're gonna get the uh, the hockey jerseys going, the hoodies, and uh, and the baseball hats. Follow me on Twitter at sports rage if you want more information. We'll give you information here. And uh, we're, gonna, we're getting on this. Like I said, it'll be up and running in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm just figuring out, all right, what are we going to make? How many are we going to make? And uh, let's, let's do this thing. So follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage, uh, for more information. Follow me on Twitter at, uh, at any time. But it seems like hoodie, 70% of people are saying hoodie is the way to go. Here's Omar on Twitter. Definitely get a hoodie and a muscle tee for the gym. Yeah, I'm not making muscle tees. See, like muscle tees, I don't have enough. Uh, I appreciate Omar, but we don't have enough guys in a rip for me to make muscle tees. <laughs> and uh, John in Chicago asked if we're making sports rage condoms. And uh, no, we are not making sports rage condoms because my listeners don't have enough sex. Like you guys are not the demographic for condoms. You guys are the demographic for like sex robots. 
Like maybe like the sports rage sex robot. Some of my trolls, I think, want to have sex with me. <laughs> They're obsessed with me so much. <laughs> Here's, we're gonna make we'll make a uh, we're gonna make the Marenzi the Marenzi robot. Here you go, troll. Uh, don't tell me what you do with it, but here you go. Stop harassing me, and here you go. <laughs> I should I should make posters of myself for the trolls. Here you go, and for people to hate me, you can throw darts at my face and stuff. It's not a bad idea, actually. If you give me $20 a poster, I'll do it. I don't care what you could do. You could take a dump on the poster. I wouldn't care uh, for the money. Yeah, sports rates condoms. Like, come on. Sports rates condoms. That's like trying to sell a bar to Mitt Romney. <laughs> like, 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 that would be the worst investment in the history of the world. If I took all the money that I had and said, listen... I'm going to invest all my money in sports rage condoms. I have a lot of fans and listeners and stuff. I think this is a big hit. Be like, yeah, if they had sex, (laughs) what are they going to use them for? Balloons? (laughs) What are we going to use them for? Let's just be real. If anything, we should probably just have an escort service. (laughs) We're going to cut to the chase. (laughs) Let's just cut to the chase, which I actually did used to have an ad for. I swear to God, I was on an AM radio station years ago, and I'm doing a show, and they go to a break, and it's, it's I'm on the show, and it's like the, it was a Montreal Canadiens post game show or something. I go to a break, and I hear they're like, um, "Are you tired of going to the game alone? Are you looking for a dinner companion or more? <laughs> Call Jessica's." And I'm sort of listening, and I'm like, "Did?" And I remember asking a producer in the year, I was like. Yo, uh, Jimmy, I said, am I insane or did did we just run an escort service commercial on, like as an ad? And he goes, no, they're a new sponsor. And I said, what? I said, well, I said and even me, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the most, you know what I mean? Even me, I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And so I swear to God, I asked the GM of the station the next day. I said, listen, I said, during my show last night, there was an escort service that ran a commercial. He goes, they're not escorts, they're companions. I said, well, okay. <laughs> but I said, you know, I said, I've been on the radio before. I said, I've never, like, I said, wow. I said, we're running. Like, and he goes, they're not escorts. Stop saying escorts, a companion service. So I said, I said, you know, and it was only running on my show, right? It was on. I used to have a feud with this guy all the time. It was only running on my show. So I said, I said, man, people are going to tune in and think that I'm like, I'm running like, I got hooker ads on my show here. Right? And he goes, listen, it's none of your business what we run, right? So I got into it, the guy. And so I said, okay, fine. But the thing is, I control 50% of the um, I control 50% of the ads on the show. So like they ran 50% of the ads and I ran 50%. So I said, all right. I said, all right, if we're gonna do this, we'll do it. Let's go. I said, if that's the way it's gonna be, I said, all right, I'll get my own sponsors. My radio show is the sleaziest radio show in the history. Like, dude. Like, if Pornhub had their own radio network, it would not have had the same ads as I had then. <laughs> like, I went from, I was like, okay. I said, all right, I get, all right, fine. Man, I had like three strip clubs running at once in all different parts of the city. <laughs> like, so, like, I had a bunch of strip club ads suddenly on my show. And then I raised it up a notch, and it was great. It was the best ad I ever did. I did the ad myself, too. And I did like the wording. I basically said, you, you know, I said, is there anything worse than a bad beat? I'd love to find a commercial. 
I forget my words exactly, but it was basically the gist of it. It was like, I had sort of like that, uh, remember the, the, the wrestler Val Venus? So I sort of had sort of like cheesy sort of like pornish music in the background that came on. And I'm like, uh, I said, are you stressed out from betting on sports? Are you, you know, I said, are you, you know, are you, is your back all tied up and wound up after a long weekend of betting on football? You look into unwind. I was like, and then the punchline came in. Go down to Melissa's massage parlor. She'll relieve all your stress. <laughs> it was like point blank. <laughs> like point blank right i'm telling you guys a true story so i got all these commercials running on my i got strip clubs massage parlors you know escort services you name it right so there's all this stuff running on my show now <laughs> and i should note it wasn't bad because um as any am radio host knows you know it's a local sponsors you get the perks right so in other words i was getting free drinks at every strip club in the city in other words because they were my sponsor right so we're running all these ads and all this stuff, and then it all it comes to an end. And they tell me they're like, "Listen," he goes, "You were right. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta shut this down." He just liked the money from it, and I said, "What happened?" I said, "Who complained, anyways?" He goes, "Who complained?" He goes, uh, "The mob complained." He goes, "The cops are bothering them for advertising their services on the radio." <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. Oh, yeah. The late night anger man for class. This is sports, right? Jerry Palm will join us in the next segment. We'll talk college football with Jerry. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be uh, this evening. So something we didn't get to last night on the program, because Sunday's football, and you know, we had a lot of stuff was going on last night. The shows always fly by. I did not get to the Anderson Silva and Jake Paul fight, which was uh, Saturday night. Um, and... Uh, you know, first things first, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows, and I'll be the first to say, it was a very, very, very entertaining fight. It was actually fun. It was entertaining. It was good. <laughs> like, it was like there was drama. It was actually good, right? It wasn't just like, oh, you know what? Like, it was one of those, you know, I was watching it, so I tuned in because I want to miss it, right? So I'm watching the football, so I get the stream gone, and, you know, like 11.30 type thing, 8.30 West, what type, whatever. I knew it was around 9 o'clock at midnight Eastern. So that was the only time I tuned in. So I didn't even see, um, I didn't see Uriah Hall and Le'Veon Bell fight. I didn't even know they were fighting, right? So uh, I didn't even know they were fighting. So 
I saw Uriah Hall, and, and I'm like, oh, Uriah Hall just beat Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> so I'm sort of like, what a train wreck this thing is. But there were a lot of people there. It was like, the, the arena was packed, right? So I think they, there was like 15,000, 16,000 people. And um, there's a lot of people in the arena. They were enjoying it and stuff. But it was forever, man. It was like 30 minutes of nothing, right? And I was watching football, but I had it on the background. I was like, dear God, this sucks. So I was like... You guys have done nothing but kiss Jake Paul's ass for 40 minutes here. Like, nothing is happening here. And finally, I don't know, they said, oh, Anderson Silva had a problem getting his gloves on or something and whatever. All right, and then finally it, it happens. And it was it was very well produced and stuff. The camera work and you know, everything, it was very slick. So then you're sort of like, okay, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen here. But in the first round, Anderson Silva did not throw a punch. So, for the record, I took Anderson Silva at plus 205. And I knew going in, obviously, it was a flyer. You know, you call it a flyer. It was sort of like, listen, I'm an Anderson fan. He's 47. Let's have some fun with this. But I don't, I don't, I think he can bait, beat Jake Paul. I actually thought he could beat him. I, I'm, I honestly did. I was like, you know what? Anderson doesn't suck as much as people think that he's like old or whatever. He, he can throw still, this guy. And so you never know what to expect coming into these fights, though, right? Especially something like this. You don't know what to expect. Is it real? Is it whatever? But I took it for real. Look, I put like 500 bucks on the fight. You know what I mean? I put real money on it. Like, I split it up. But So I bet on Silva. I put smaller on Silva. Then I was like, you know what? I don't think either of these guys can knock each other out. Right? Anderson Silva's older. I don't think he's going to drop Paul. And I don't think Paul is going to be able to connect on Anderson as easy as people think. I thought Anderson would be very elusive in the ring. And so I, I bet bigger on over five and a half rounds. So I won the over five and a half rounds. And that was my whole thing at first. I was just like, all right, come on, man. Don't get knocked out, Anderson. Don't embarrass yourself here. Don't get knocked out. And he doesn't throw a punch in the first round. And I kind of liked it. I realized, I'm like, man, he's kind of feeling him out. And watch, he's going to raise it up a notch. And he did. And let's be real. He was winning that fight. Anderson Silva was winning that fight now, I'll tell you how you know he was winning the fight. Because the Showtime crew were panicked. It went from like WWE Jake Paul love fast to like silence almost. And then one of them, I don't know which one. I don't even know which one was which. I don't know who they were or whatever, I'll admit. So the, 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 the crew, one of the guys, I'm assuming one of them's a boxer, one of them a trainer or whatever, you know what I mean? So one of the guys says, he goes, I got Anderson up. He goes, I got Anderson leading by a round. I think he said that after the fifth round or something. And right away, man, like they all jumped in. Oh, no, no. I've got Jake up by two. And oh, no, Jake's clearly winning. And like, because they do, Jake, they make money off of Jake Paul. They're not going to make money off of 47 Brazilian that walks in off the street and beats him. They needed Jake Paul to win, right? They point black. And I was worried about the fix being in, to be honest with you. And I don't think UFC is rigged and stuff, but something like this, I don't know. You know what I mean? So Jake Paul's got a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, they can't lose. So there's a lot at stake in the future, a lot of money at stake. So I was worried about a decision getting screwed over. and I, you know, But I knew Anderson was winning the fight. And I didn't care what the Showtime crew was saying because I knew they were biased. And so Anderson doesn't throw, uh, in, in, in the first round, doesn't throw a single punch, literally. It's kind of embarrassing. He didn't throw a punch. He just kind of moved around and danced around. People were booing and stuff. Second round, 
Anderson just unleashes a bunch of condos, uh, con, uh, uh, combo, boom, 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 boom. He starts like throwing for real. It's like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, we got to fight. And then he, he actually tagged like Paul a couple of times for real. Then in the third round, it started getting real, real. Like Silva was beating the crap out of him. Like Silva was like, you know, bam, boom, boom, bang, like combos. Like Silva was picking his spots and then connecting. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to like, then I started to think, oh, my God, it's not going to go five and a half because Silva's going to stop him, <laughs> like, right? Like Jake Paul looked tired and like sort of like overwhelmed and surprised a little bit. You know, around the third or fourth round, he sort of, there was one time where he sort of like, <sighs> it was sort of like, oh, man, are you kidding me? Like, this is like, this is a real fight. And, and Silva's doing his thing. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, and I'm tweeting my live, like, uh, I'm scoring the fight, like, after every round, right? I'm all into it. I wasn't drinking. I'm watching it. I got the sound up, and so I'm scoring it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, Anderson won that round. Anderson won again. Anderson won again. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's got to be up, like, 4-1 or something. And then I'm like, but no, you know this is sort of, they're not going to see it the way I do. And maybe I'm biased to that money on Silva. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's this or that. But the thing is, Jake Paul, I'm going to give him credit. Jake Paul won that fight, and he was not winning the fight. Like, he could have easily said to himself that, man, I'm not even a real fighter. This is a hell of a run. Who cares if I lose? I got hot chicks, and I got hundreds of millions of dollars. Who cares? Right? Like, Silva was the better fighter, and it was like, it was almost like, whoa. And it was, I was, when I bet, and I was thinking to myself when I'm watching it, I was like, this is why I bet on you, bro. And this is why I bet against you, Jake. I got no beef with Jake Paul. I'm not a Jake Paul hater, right? So, but like, I was like, this is why I bet against you, Jake. You're not a real fighter, and Anderson is, and his angles, and like, he can eat a shot. You're not fighting Tyrone Woodley or Ben Askren now, right? Even though this guy's 47. And as somebody that's in Anderson's age range, I was pulling for him too, right? I was like, come on, man. Well, you can do this. And he was doing it. He hit the wall. Car crash. Hit the wall. Matthias is, uh, we're working on Matthias's mic after the shock last night, the uh, the static electrocution. <laughs> so we'll get his thoughts tomorrow. But Anderson was winning until he wasn't. And I'm going to give Jake credit. I really will. Jake dug down deep, man. He really did. Like, he was tired. He was getting beat up a bit. And he dug down deep. It was a real fight. And he beat Anderson for real. He dropped Anderson in the, in the eighth. Um, he, he turned it up a notch. He was willing to fight. Like, he was really, you know. I give credit to Paul, but at the same point in time, Paul's still not a real boxer. Like this stuff, oh, he'll be a champion one day. Yeah, and they create a championship for him, the Jake Paul championship. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, you know what I mean? He's not good, good, but let's give him credit. He beat Anderson Silva in a boxing match. He did. He did. Anderson's 47 years old, and he's not a boxer. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Like, I give credit to Jake. I think he's a cool dude for just doing it. I do believe when he goes, I'll fight anybody. Like, any, anybody, let's go. I'll, I'll box anybody. Right? And I believe him. And that's what I respect about him. And I respect, I want to get to this too. So I respect, number one, it was a good event. Fun fight, guys. Well done. That was, I thought, you know what? This is the first real card you have, real fight, and you're not promoting it well. Like the Woodley stuff, I could care two craps about. All right? Like, this was a fun fight. It was well done. Anderson Silva, you you man, you look great for a 47-year-old. No reason to hang your shame. You entertain people. Jake Paul, 
you just beat one of the greatest combat sport artists of all time, bro. Yeah, he's 47, but no one can take it away from you. You stepped into a ring with Anderson Silva, and he was throwing real punches at you at your face, and you knocked him on his ass, and you beat him, right? You beat him. Like, you know, and what I what I respect about Jake Paul, and I wasn't a Paul-like guy at first. I was like, screw those guys. I don't know who are these YouTube guys. They're clowns, right? And I, I didn't even know who they were or whatever. Like, but now I've come around, and I'll admit I'm wrong, unlike people in today's society. And what I like about Paul is that he backs it up, man. He runs his mouth. He backs it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't know one of these guys. Like, Connor runs his mouth and then gets his ass handed to him. And then runs away and then goes back to Ireland and, you know, harasses women or whatever. Like, Jake Paul runs his mouth, backs it up, and says, let's do it again. And he also wants to make money. And I also realize, I don't think he cares if he loses. Like, he, he, you know what I mean? He's not going to be ashamed because he's like, well, it's better. I, I'm doing it. You're not. Right? Like, you got to tip your cap to the guy. And how cool is it that, how cool is it that, Jake Paul is in a ring fighting, and they say, as they announce, the odds of the fight at the sports book that he owns, which I thought had to be very unethical and almost illegal. <laughs> like the UFC just sent out a memo, you're not allowed to bet on your own fight. So how the hell can you be a fighter and own a sports book and promote, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's a little bit like, but he won the fight anyways. I'm not saying Jake's going to throw the fight. He won the fight anyways. But I was thinking, damn, that's how you roll. That's pretty cool. Right? Like, that's entrepreneurship. See, when Kanye West is bitching about things, Jake is doing things. Like, Jake is the product. I'm going to be the guy in the ring, and I'm also going to be the sports book that you bet at. That's ingenious business right there. I tip my cap to you, Jake Paul. This is sports rage. Bring it. And you know what you don't. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Baranci, Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Texas. Let's do this thing Halloween style. It's been a house of horrors for Auburn fans uh, for the past a couple of seasons. Harson has been let go. There could be criminal chargers in Ann Arbor. We've got the Volunteers and the Bulldogs. In other words, we've got a hell of a lot of stuff going on. Let's send it to uh, Jerry Palm. CBSSports.com steps up and in to join us. Jerry it's always a pleasure, my man. Happy Halloween. Uh, man, we're in a rush hour right now. Great time of the year to, uh, to be a college football fan. Not so great to be a coach uh, in some instances. <laughs> yeah, it has been a rough year on coaches, hasn't it? Uh, they they moved the signing deadline to December, and, uh, and all of a sudden people are trying to get out in front of the coaching market. Um, although 
that, I don't think that's what's going on at Auburn. I mean, I, they've been wanting to fire Harson since last summer after only one season, uh, but they got a new athletic director today, and then 30 minutes later, they got rid of their coach. So um, it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of options. It's not an unattractive job. So uh, we'll see what they end up with. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's, that's the, one of the least, if not the least surprising firing of this coaching. One of your colleagues has already been discussing, you know, who's going to take over uh, this program and Dennis Dodd. And when you look at this, I've heard, I've heard Deion Sanders, name come up. I've heard Lane Kiffin's name uh, come up and, you know, when you look at Lane Kiffin, it almost just seems like um, it's, you know, the script writes itself, doesn't it? You know, Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Auburn versus Alabama on a yearly uh, basis. I know he's doing a, a, a great job at Ole Miss right now. You know, until he gets bored in three years and goes to find something else, because Lane Kiffin doesn't seem to like to stay in one place for very long. Um, no, that's but that's that, why I don't dismiss this. That's why I'm like, yeah, it could yeah, happen, no, actually, right? Well, and, you know, no league, literally, no league anywhere goes after administrators, coaches from within their own league, like the SEC does. That's amazing. Well, that, that's that's par for the course, and, right? And administrators go from one school to another in that league. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin would make sense. Um, you know, for the few years that we would get Kiffin and, and uh, Saban, and it could be because Kiffin doesn't stay that long, or it could be because Saban finally retires. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that would certainly be intriguing. I think Deion Sanders would be an interesting choice there, too. Um, I, I think that that would work. There are places where he would not work, uh, but I think Auburn uh, would work. And, uh, and that, I, I would think they have to at least look at Deion Sanders. Um, the new uh, AD came over from Mississippi State, so obviously he's familiar with the conference. Um, and certainly would be familiar with Lane Kiffin. So, um, and then Matt Rule is out there too, and would probably be a, a pretty good fit at Auburn as well. So, certainly some some names, uh, intriguing names for that job, more so probably than any other job that's open right now. Jerry Palm with us, and Jerry's a Purdue guy, so he doesn't need an explanation as far as the Big Ten and the rivalries within the Big Ten. But I told people on Twitter before the game on Saturday in Ann Arbor, the the, the Michigan Michigan State game. I said, guys, this is one of the nastiest, if not the nastiest, uh, rivalry in college football. You know, it's not the biggest name rivalry, and it's not Michigan and Ohio State, but there's, you know, there's a level of respect almost. Like Michigan and Ohio State, there's, you know what I mean, they respect the tradition of the rivalry. Cherry, was that a football fight, or was that just a pure out assault? It certainly wasn't a football fight. Well, for one thing, it didn't happen on the field. It happened in the tunnel. So, no, I mean, the level of criminal prosecution but it certainly was you know a couple of michigan guys getting jumped um outnumbered uh it was a it was a bad situation and uh, you know michigan is going to have to take some steps with their stadium to prevent this from happening again i mean they've got an old stadium like a lot of places you know both teams will share the tunnel going in and out and maybe what they have to do at michigan now is go in and out from the tunnel separately uh, so that the teams aren't mingled in the same tunnel and, and this kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. And it's pretty clear, as, as Jerry stated, we saw an incident with Penn State in the same tunnel. And honestly, I think there's one of those wink-wink, Harbaugh, you know, 
Harbaugh decries it at the at the press conferences, but I think he secretly loves it that they're beating teams and his kids are are, are you know fighting in the tunnels, that sort of toughness. But yeah. it's gone too far, as you stated. Yeah, they said during the broadcast, his kid got ambushed like that. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. Exactly, he doesn't mind a little smack talk, but it's gone it's gone too far, and it's an embarrassment to the Big Ten, right? I mean, it's one thing to have rivalries; it's another thing. Like, come on. And, and I, I'm sorry, I said Michigan, but also Michigan State, obviously. They're the instigators here. They certainly appear to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, well, that Tucker's another story. That, that program, anyways, I'm a Michigan fan, so I don't want to upset too many people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, I saw your projection. So, let, let, let me ask you, what needs to happen that two SEC teams don't get in? Because um, as it is right now, you've got Georgia and sure. Tennessee projected to get in. What needs to play out for TCU fan listening, for Clemson fan listening right now? How does this need to play out? For uh, more than one SEC team to get in or to prevent it? <laughs> to prevent it. Okay, there are currently four conferences, four major conferences that still have undefeated teams. If we have four major undefeated teams at the end, you're probably going to see all four of them in the playoff. They haven't left out an undefeated major conference team yet and i don't expect they will if if that opportunity presents itself so that's how you prevent it is all four of those teams because i'm sort of going by your projection so your assumption is that these teams the other teams one of the six undefeated teams will lose some of the other teams will lose Uh, specifically tcu because uh, I think the undefeated teams I have left in that projection are Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. Yeah, which which leaves the door open. This this year, it kind of writes itself, doesn't it, with Michigan, Ohio State on the collision course, and now Georgia and Tennessee this week. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it's an unusually clear path, um, at least for those two conferences. Of course, you know, there are championship games still to be had. Um, not that Ohio State is going to get much of a push from anybody in the from the Big Ten West or Michigan, but um, you know the Georgia Tennessee winner is probably going to see Alabama again. So that's a uh, um, that's certainly going to be a challenge. It's a uh, it's a possibility that we could end up with two SEC teams. That's my projection. But I've got Tennessee, you know, at eleven and one. You could swap, swap that if Tennessee wins. It's you can swap Tennessee and Georgia in my projection. Uh, but an eleven and one SEC team could still be vulnerable to a twelve and one champion from one of these other leagues. Jerry Palm uh, joining us, and so Jerry's got a projection of um, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, and Tennessee as of right now. So I think that TCU, you can never assume anything because they do play a lot of close games, but I think TCU survives Texas Tech this week, and dear God, what a big game that'll be on the 12th against the Longhorns if they get by this weekend. Yeah, that's actually the one I have pegged as a TCU loss. Uh, in my projection, which is why you don't see them in the college football playoff part of the projection. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be an outstanding game, uh, no doubt about it. And you're right, they have to obviously get there first. And Texas has got a tough game this week as well. But, um, you know, that's not for the conference title. That's really for TCU to stay alive in the chase for the college football playoff. And if they win that game, then the, their next most likely loss would be the conference championship game. How do you feel about the Vols and, and the Bulldogs? I know your picks come out, so I don't want to. I don't want to rush you. I know your, your picks haven't come out well, CBSSports.com uh, yet, but um, Georgia's getting uh, Georgia's laying eight and a half. Vols getting eight and a half in this game right now. Yeah, I, I think it'll be closer than that. Um, I haven't uh, actually done my picks yet. Um, I mean, obviously, I picked Georgia to win because that's what my bowl projections say. But um, uh, eight and a half. I, I'm thinking inside of seven for that game. 
a game that's kind of flying out of not I don't know if it's flying out of the radar, but it's still a big time football game. And I guess I should say LSU's play is starting to fly under the radar right now, isn't it? Jaden Daniels yeah. is really starting to get into a groove. And yeah. Kelly's got this offense clicking right now. This to me, this is Kelly's first, you know, okay, the other game, the FSU gets his first game, and you know, the the Florida, whatever. He's coaching some big games. This is the first Kelly LSU game. What do you got? Right? You want to make it? You want to be loved? You want? You know what I mean? You want to talk about my family? You'll be part of their family if you win this right. game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like this is big time there, and Daniels gives him a chance, doesn't he? He does. He gives him a chance to hang around um, to at least you know trade punch for punch because Alabama's going to punch. Uh, uh, you know, it's. I just think Alabama's defense is too good. You know, if they if they can stay out of their own way, they don't penalize themselves into oblivion, which they've tried to do a few times. Um, Alabama, <laughs> like Alabama penalized themselves into oblivion. I like that. I mean, you know, it's funny because Alabama is one of the most penalized teams in the country, and oddly enough, one of the few that are worse is Tennessee. Um, but it's, anyways, I digress. But the, I think that you know LSU is going to have to be able to score with Alabama because I don't think they're going to stop them enough to just win this game with their defense. Their offense is going to have to be really productive against an outstanding defense. Uh, that Alabama is going to bring, and Alabama will bring pressure on uh, the quarterback that he has not seen before. Alabama, that is something they do very well is bring pressure on quarterbacks. So uh, he's going to have to be elusive. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. He's going to have to make fast decisions. And if he can do that, then LSU maybe has a chance. Before we get you out of here, Jerry, and we always appreciate your time. We just got a couple of minutes left. Clemson, Notre Dame. It's a big time game, also, that people aren't talking about early in the week uh, right now. So, uh, Clemson and, and Notre Dame, we remember when DJ made his debut at uh, South Bend. Here's another big time game for Notre Dame. People were all over Freeman early. He's starting to rack up the wins uh, right now, but this would be a big time win against a top five program. Yeah, it would certainly be a signature win. For Freeman, you know, here early in his career, yeah, it's been a rough year. You know, they lost at home to Marshall, and then you think, all right, now they're going all right again. Now and then they lose at home to Stanford. So now they've won a couple of times since then. But you know, that's they've actually been better on the road than they've been at home. Yeah, because both of those stinkers came at home. That Stanford uh, loss is bad. You know, I, I can live with a Marshall one, but then losing again after it's a big difference, Jerry, between five and three and six and two, man. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, in seven and one. You know, which is where people thought they'd be. That's the loss to Ohio State. You know, now you know this is this game is a different level of intensity. The reason it's under the radar is because Notre Dame's five and three, and they don't really have an impressive win. I guess North Carolina, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but this is a different team. You know, Notre Dame's offense seems to have gotten going here the last couple of weeks, but now you're going to face Clemson's defense, and that's a little different. Uh, than what they've been seeing. So, I I don't know. I like Clemson in this game. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. But Notre Dame has been far from intimidating at home this year. So, uh, I don't know that the home field is going to mean that much. Uh, Jerry, finally, in closing, before we get you out of here, is there a game you're looking forward to watching that I didn't bring up? Is there a game that's flying under the radar that you're like, yeah, this is going to be must-see TV this week? Must-see TV. Hmm. Well, I'm going to be at the Purdue game, but that's probably not what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, how about Illinois? How about Illinois, actually? And I must see TV Ooh, against Michigan State. Michigan State. Oh, Michigan but they're, they're State. They're all in the wall, man. That'll be interesting. Um, you know, Michigan State was getting better. And I don't think they acquitted themselves too badly against Michigan in that spot. And they were getting healthy on defense. And you can tell that they're getting – you know, their defense is getting back to being a little salty. Uh, now, I don't know. The players that were suspended. If yeah, the suspensions, or, exactly. 
Yeah, so that could obviously play a role. Um, I, I, here's what I like about that game, the under. Illinois, yes. Michigan State, whatever it is, take the under. 42 and a half. And you're getting 16 and a half, yeah. and I'm with you. I hate Sparty, but they actually, put it this way, guys. If Sparty played like they did last week, every week, they wouldn't be uh, three and five right now. They'd be they'd have a winning record because they, they play yeah, hard. They had, yeah. they had some injury problems on that defense, and they're just now getting healthy. Uh, they had lost key guys on each line of that defense early in the season, and, and you could tell that that hurt them. Uh, but uh, they're getting they're getting to be more like what we expected to see. I don't know if they'll ever reach that level, uh, but they're good enough to give Illinois trouble if the the guys that, who were suspended are not decimating the the, the starting lineup. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. Always a pleasure, Jerry. All right, thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sports Talk Radio. Thanks to Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com for kicking it with us. Tonight's show really did fly by, and uh, tomorrow night we should have baseball back. That's what that's the word on the street. That's what they're saying. Saying they're going to play baseball tomorrow. I do think that it did does help. It listen. They avoided Syndergaard tonight, and I thought that Syndergaard had the potential to get lit up, even though he wasn't going to be out there long. But supposedly they're going to pitch Syndergaard. In game five, that's their pl- that's their tentative plan right now. I don't know if that's if that's going to be the case, but supposedly it's Suarez. Then they're going to go with Nola, and then they're going to go with Syndergaard, and they would save Wheeler. Now I think things could change depending on the setup. Obviously, over the next couple of days, what happens? As we discussed last night, this is the sixty second time. This is the sixty second time that there's been a game three of a World Series in which it's tied at one. So 61 times previous to this, in in a World Series in which it was tied at one, the team that won game three went on to win 40 times, which is 65.5%. 65% clip is pretty big. Put it this way. If the Houston Astros win tomorrow, it's, it's a slam dunk they're winning the World Series. If the Philadelphia Phillies win tomorrow, they still have some work to do. I still like Houston. I like where we sit after one game. 
playing three games in Philadelphia, Houston need to win two of them to bring it back home to win in six. I think they will. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.